0: Flies when you're having fun. Hour two of the nightcap on a Friday. Thanks to Derek Stevens, Banksy, and Wilbo. Big balls. Hanging out. With some plays. We got some picks. We got some plays. plays. We got some uh, on-show competitions. Give me the points with Vandy. Terrible spot for Stanford, but we'll see. Uh, And a crazy game is going on right now in Louisville. Louisville driving 35-all. Throws a pick. Tremendous play by the defensive end. Right. Flex the ball up. Picks it off. Big boy. First play, there, uh, Dylan Gabriel throws a pass, goes through his receiver's hands, pick six the other way. Wow. Forty-two to thirty-five, Louisville with the lead. So uh, Louisville plus seven, feeling pretty good for me, um, and uh, well over the total in this one. Illinois and Maryland, by the way, tied at three at the half. The total in this one, sixty-one
3: and a half. They're on the way. Yeah, yeah, they got the six taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 01. Yeah, you just need the uh you just need eight
0: touchdowns in the second half That's and it. you're good. Um all right, let's uh, not waste any more time. One of my favorite people in this city always love uh having him on the show does a show himself here in Las Vegas, of course, Daily Wager uh down there on the strip. It is, Doug Kazarian. Doug, what's up, man? Appreciate you jumping on. And uh, any, any uh, best plays on uh, either one of these college football games? Not, hopefully it wasn't the under or the over on Maryland, Illinois.
4: No, 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 no. Uh, my 150-1 my to 1 ticket on Tua's brother to get the Heisman needs some work in the second half. <laughs> but, but, but we're okay. We didn't put the mortgage on that one. This li- it's live betting. This game's been crazy. Yeah. UCF and Louisville. Has been super crazy for live betting and uh, obviously great plays by the defense on both sides. Uh, It's madness. Obviously winning on the road is so difficult in this sport, really all sports. And, you know, it's so funny how much a lasting impression a week one can be, right? Louisville just completely undressed by Ole Miss. But Malik Cunningham has actually played like a quarterback tonight as opposed to that opening night loss of the Rebels. So certainly uh, they were a live dog and, uh, you know, kind of surprised me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but. I th- I threw it uh, and and to uh like uh like Doug said, I did not put the mortgage on it, but I told I think I said it on air. I don't know, maybe I didn't. Uh but I took a little ten to one flyer, a little Friday night funsy on uh Louisville, Illinois, Moneyline Parlay. We'll see if that comes home. One You're leg. Alive. Uh I did take both dogs tonight plus the points. The dog points. is still kicking. So uh Illinois, we need a little more uh we need a little more offense there. But uh uh you know, Doug, before we get into your your what you look at this weekend, I, I am curious though because I've sat with you sometimes. You love live betting. It, is, uh, it has certainly become such a, a big thing. You know, look at last night. The swings, the momentum in that, in that Giants-Washington game. And you could have got serious plus money on both sides. So what is usually your mentality, advice, when it comes to, to in-game betting?
4: Well, there's different stages, right? Like, it's extremely nuanced. And I would say if you don't have a play on the game, just going into the game, I would highly recommend not even like whatever you guys like to call it, a pizza and beer bed or something like that. You just don't want any sort of preconceived notion or rooting interest. You want to go in there with just a completely blank slate. So the whole, uh, oh, I have a lean here. Just don't, don't have it. Mm-hmm. Just go into the game and watch because otherwise you're, you're always inevitably going to have a confirmation bias of some sort or a rooting interest because you do have an opinion before the game because you've researched it to a certain extent. So. That would be my number one play, and don't look for things to validate. Just sit back, and even if, and like, in the first quarter, first half, if there's something that you're like, oh, that seems like a smart play, just wait. There's a million other plays throughout the game, every timeout, time every, out. It'll hit you. There'll be a play that you really like. So don't force it. Just let it come to you. And uh, that would be my number one piece of advice.
0: Talking once again to Doug Kazarian at Doug ESPN on Twitter, host of Daily Wager. Uh, check out the podcast he does on a weekly basis. Also, the television show, obviously, on uh, on ESPN. Uh, we'll start with college. We'll jump to the NFL here. Uh, you know, this is an interesting spot, and I know that you wrote it up on the website, uh, and your colleague is going against you. And and look, I don't blame Joe Fortenball for going against my Irish. Why wouldn't you? They have not looked good. Uh, and they're you know, laying a, a touchdown north of a touchdown, but you like Notre Dame in this spot. Uh, I, I hope you're right, just as a fan of the team, but why do you like the Irish in this spot on Saturday?
4: Well, it's the same reason I didn't think they'd cover last week. It's just a really difficult. Uh, we saw both them and Florida State play down to their opponent and play poorly, just because it's really hard to maintain effort every single week. I mean, Sean can certainly speak to this, but these games aren't played on paper. They're not video games, right? It's, there's human nature involved. These are obviously kids, and it's just when you have that epic game on a short week, and then you're going to play an inferior opponent, you're just not going to bring it. Um, like, look no further than the Jets last year going into LA and winning a 17 and a half point underdogs. These things just happen. And so I just kind of like, I don't throw away that game, but I'm like, all right, this team that was up 18 on Florida State against uh, on the road. And I don't think Purdue as the team's that FSU has. That's the thing with the Irish. If you can get to that second level of the defense, then it's, you know, hater. But that's only if you have FSU recruits and athletes. I, I'm not that optimistic that a team like, you know, Purdue can can have the number of house calls. And I think Jack Cohn did impress me enough that I, I'll lay the seven in, in this spot.
0: Talk once again to Doug Kazarian. Let's jump to the NFL because I think this is a spot, and I know you wrote it up on the website. I'm sure you talked about it on the show. And we've talked about it almost immediately, Sean, mm-hmm. after the Raiders won on Monday night. And we just talked about it last hour uh, with the guys. The Raiders came back, crazy game, emotional game. Derek Carr with a, with a re- re- remarkable uh, performance in that second half. Now you got a short week. Going across country. Banksy doesn't think that's a big deal. Uh, but you're going across country. <laughs> just play one and play uh, And, Doug, I, hard to disagree with what you talked about here with the Steelers. So what do you have in Steelers-Raiders? Because uh, I think I, I'm on the side of, of you here uh, back in the home team in this spot.
4: Yeah, my thing is the Raiders just aren't a quality team enough to kind of be able to handle this, right? Like good teams, well-coached, veterans, all that good stuff. They're, they could weather the storm, but this is just an incredibly awful spot. And I just, we saw it last year. They, they had that incredible performance against the uh, Chiefs on Sunday night at home. Mahomes pulled the rabbit out of the hat late for the win, but everyone was like, all right, maybe this Raiders team has turned the corner, blah, blah, blah. Next week, they go to Atlanta, under 500 team lay a giant egg, get outscored by 40 thanks to five turnovers and having 100 yards more of penalties. This is just not a team. That's capable of demonstrating the ability to do all that and the consistency. I've seen it time and time again. I'm a Raiders fan in general, but I just this is a, this is an automatic fade. And they have they're out two linemen and they're banged up. I, I just I don't think that so the Steelers hit the decline end of last year. But I remember all those injuries they had. Uh, this is a very tough defense that will eat this Raiders offensive line alive, and I'm just not optimistic in the Raiders being able to be capable of handling this, this disadvantageous
3: spot. Doug, week one is always about overreacting. You know, this team looked great. This team looked terrible. There were three teams, Colts, Packers, Titans, who had a lot of expectations, did not live up to them in week one. Also, some teams that people you know, probably thought weren't as good as they demonstrated, Cards, Eagles, Bengals, for instance. What were your top two takeaways from the first week in the NFL?
4: Well, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, for some of these teams that we think maybe sneaky good, right? So obviously the Bengals won, but they took a Dalvin Cook. It just it's really hard to for four full quarters to get the job done. Like there were a lot of teams that are good cover teams that just can't get over the hump and get the wins. And then there's other teams that I think are just in a spiral. Like maybe if you play offshore, you might want to look into Mike Zimmer, first coach to be fired odds, because I think it's just there. There's certain times where a good coach runs its course. We saw that with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. I just think Mike Zimmer is sort of the beginning of the end. It's got that feeling where it's run its course. You maybe need a new voice and the pieces aren't there for another championship run like they had a couple of years ago when they had the Minneapolis miracle. I just don't. Uh, so that, that's the team and something like the Jaguars like, yeah, you get a hot coach in. You have the number one overall pick a generational quarterback. It's going to take some time for the Jaguars as well. So uh, I, not not a whole lot. Obviously, the underdogs stuck out. Stuck out 12 and 4 ATS, nine outright. So if you're in those pick'em leagues and you're sort of torn between which side, just take the points. That's sort of what we learned last night as well. But no team is as good as what we last saw. That's the old adage in all betting, but really the NFL. Because what happens is if you get embarrassed or you or play poorly, you're gonna usually get a good week of practice. I imagine the Giants were very humbled after that loss and very focused the next couple of weeks. And then the other team, maybe not take, take as likely. You listen to chase young after the game and they were asking about stuff. I forgot what the question was. He's like, Hey man, they get paid on that sideline too. Like something like <laughs> as if they were like 15 point favorites in college, right? It was ridiculous. Like, yeah, you guys were that, you know, but it was funny just like that It kind of uh, revealed sort of ha- what they felt about the Giants, given what the Broncos did to that offensive line in week one. So, I mean, for me, it's, you know, the underdogs are always interesting because the team that's playing, them. like, I'm, I'm worried about the Falcons uh, game because the bucks sort of, I don't know, they have four turnovers. Let's call it three. You take out the hail Mary in the opener. And are they, are they kind of in sleepwalking kind of in cruise control, right? A little bit of a different kind of super bowl hangover. So I wonder uh, anyone who's going for the bucks in, in, in the eliminator pools. I, I wonder about that too.
0: He is Doug Kazarian. Follow him on Twitter at Doug ESPN. Check out the show on a weekday basis on ESPN, the family there, uh, the Daily Wager. Check out the podcast as well. Doug, always appreciate it, man. And uh, I can only imagine you'll be up at midnight live betting San Jose State and Hawaii tomorrow (laughs) night.
4: Well, I don't think I can. I got these three 3- three thirty alarms now. On oh, the- that's right.
0: Seeing show out here. Oh man. No, we we'll, we'll pour one out for you for San Jose State and Hawaii tomorrow night if at midnight Pacific. <laughs> there he is, Doug Kazarian. Always love chatting with him and his thoughts. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Man, whew, we got a lot to catch up on. Maryland, Illinois. Our thoughts on the weekend. Stick around. It's a Nightcap here on DC.
6: Mattresses and select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
7: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road
3: trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God,
7: we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
5: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
7: This is
4: the nightcap on V Send, the Sports Betty Network.
0: The nightcap here on VSIN alongside Super Bowl winning quarterback Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It was funny. Um, I don't know why. I guess because Washington was playing on Thursday night, uh, there was a big article on ESPN.com based on just the analytics of the quarterbacks that have played for Washington in the last two decades, which is I think like 33. stars. quite uh, a few. Your guy, Brad Johnson, uh, per the analytics, was number two, but I think most of the beat reporters. Said, no, no, no. He was the best quarterback. And they think that was one of the biggest mistakes Dan Snyder, as the owner of Washington, ever made was getting rid of
3: Brad Johnson. Oh, I agree. And he went down to Tampa and was supposed to get that deal. I agree. Snyder should have paid him. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I'm completely in agreement with everything. No lies were told. (laughs) No lies
0: were told. Oh, man. Just yell at Jeff George. Next time you see Jeff George, he's Back. the reason. Yeah. yeah right. you want, Snyder liked the big arm, and Jeff George got rid of Brad Johnson. He goes down to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl, takes your job. Yeah? Ridiculous. No, I, I take it, given.
3: Given your job. Given. There was no competition. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> and you're still cool with Gruden? No, that was uh, actually Dungey, and uh, Rich McKay made really? that deal. Yeah, Rich McKay made that deal. Still cool with Tungy? Yeah. <laughs> Gruden came in, and his idea was he was going to uh, start Rob Johnson. He actually brought Rob Johnson Rob in. Johnson? Yeah. Trying to usurp me and Brad. <laughs> Rob kept screwing it up. Oh, man.
0: Hey, um, you need to, uh, you need to give, give Gruden a call one of these days. Well, You know what we'll do? We'll get Frank Caliendo on, and he'll impersonate Gruden, and that will be All as right. close as we can get.
3: A call group. They're winning right now. They so are. Good, good yeah. Good time to reach out.
0: 1-0. 1-0. Headed to Pittsburgh on a short week. Um. Louisville. Big win today over UCF. Big. Uh. Really big. And this, it's not devastating, but it hurts. It hurts Cincinnati because as we talked to Bruce Feldman before the season, he pretty much laid it out how it has to be all the stars have to align. and mm-hmm. And to this point, they have but UCF losing is not ideal right. for them they wanted UCF to go undefeated uh they wanted UCF and Notre Dame to play well which that could be worrisome too with the way they've been playing early on Indiana lost to start the season against Iowa so that's not ideal Cincinnati themselves are playing good right so you know this weekend's obviously massive for Cincinnati you know I want to get to that game real quick but by the way uh so Louisville wins crazy game I mean, they are RP best out of this Illinois defense. Yeah, Maryland, uh, Maryland is figuring things out right now. Yeah. Uh, it was 3-3 at halftime. If you bet the second half line, I think you're I feeling... I
3: wonder, what, what is Maryland to win the Big Ten? We might need to add that to the Michigan State deal. <laughs> the Big Ten's up for grabs this year. None of these teams have played Ohio
0: State yet. Ohio State still scored. The thing about Ohio State that I took away from Oregon, their defense is leaky, and they mm-hmm. have issues defensively. Right. There's no doubt. But the athletes that they have, I don't know... Who, defensively, outside of Iowa, who's on the other side, is slowing this team down?
3: You're just the only thing I think that you're not factoring in and not making it a big enough percentage of the schedule is the fact that C.J. Stroud is capable of playing another game like he played the majority of the Oregon game, where he's apprehensive, inaccurate, holds onto the ball. Now you tie that into a defense that's not as dominant by any stretch as it has been, and that's how you get upset. Fumble.
0: Illinois just got a fumble. That's tremendous. That's big for us. There they we were go. about to go into the end zone. So yeah. we'll see, hopefully. That's the only hope we hopefully have. Hopefully, Illinois got that ball. There's some fighting going on down there. Um, But I, I, the reason I bring up, so once again, UCF and Louisville, crazy game. Um... Get an interception by UCF. Looks like they're gonna have a chance to kick a field goal to win the game. Then they throw a pick six, so forty two thirty five the final. Louisville was a seven point dog on the money line here at Circa, plus two fifteen at DraftKings, plus two oh five. So big uh
3: big return if you were on Louisville tonight at home, a home dog. It's always funny to me, like when the guy that recovers the fumble like gets up and runs off. <laughs> And like goes on like a two minute celebration. Like, He's like you didn't
0: do anything. You, you didn't just fell really on a football. cause
3: the fumble. You, know? <laughs> you just were kind
0: of Johnny on the spot. That's what going back. So on the highlights, <laughs> it's not going to get any love because UCF lost. But that D end knocked the ball in the air oh, it tremendous and play. still made the catch. Yeah, it was great. But I want to get to Cincinnati and Indiana okay. because this is a game that I always say, a little stinky, a little yeah. fishy. Because you've been saying that since the beginning. So Cincinnati is a top ten team in the country. Okay. They are only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This line opened there, went up, and then came back down. Uh, I reached out to a couple folks in town. Uh, Jeff Benson told me that there were multiple sharp hits at four on the side of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And then earlier today at the Westgate Superbook, it was a seven-to-one ticket count in favor of Cincinnati. I call this the neighbor special. Right. The neighbor special is when your neighbor, who you never talk to, mm-hmm. just comes up to you and he goes, Hey, Sean, Cincinnati, lock. This is a lock. And that's when you go the other way. Right. Uh, I'm scared about it, but just based on that, I took four with Indiana earlier this week. We'll see what happens. I, I have very big questions about their offensive line. Cincinnati's D line, as you have talked about, mm-hmm. is a bunch of dudes. They are. I mean, they got they got a first rounder on that defensive line. They got guys. They got guys in the secondary. Very, really, really good football team. That's why I'm comfortable here. So the only thing I, as, this is what I'll say is, why is the line still three and a half? Well, because it's a the, Big Ten team. It's a home game. But Penix. every but everybody is betting Cincinnati. Everybody. I was listening to a a, a couple of buddies of mine doing a podcast. Uh, earlier today they said no one ever reaches out to me to get my advice I got multiple texts this week Cincinnati right I mean it just it is the makings of it's not this easy that's where the stink theory comes from that, that I you know bet on and, and all of that Vegas has been in business for a long long time so that's where I just get a little Cincinnati is the better team Indiana hasn't shown anything this year they didn't even play all that well last week against Idaho. <clears throat> Why is it only three
3: and a half? So, well, let me let me say this. Iowa was only three and a half point favorites versus Indiana in week one. They won 34 to six.
0: Look at the box score.
3: I know. Iowa's got a very misleading season. Although, at the end of the first quarter, it was 14-3 Iowa. At Iowa- halftime, it was 31-3 Iowa. They both kicked a field goal in the second half.
0: So I agree. So why then haven't we adjusted that line and made it bigger
3: in favor of Cincinnati, so who's a is, top ten team? Iowa looks like it's a legitimate squad. They are very good had defensively. Those expectations coming into the season, I didn't believe all of them, but people that knew were saying Iowa's going to be very good. Indiana was on the road and was three and a half point underdogs. They're home now mm-hmm. against a non-power five team that's really playing their first true road game of the season playing their first really legitimate competition of the season. So I think that's why the number is where it's at. Yeah, I mean, it just... If I thought Indiana's talent was on par with Cincinnati's talent for just this particular year's team, I'd be a little more afraid. But I just think cincinnati Cincinnati's even better than people think. I,
0: I really do. I don't disagree with that. I think Cincinnati is is very, very good. And they have... Pros, you know this isn't a group of five team that has a bunch of three star. Well, I guess a lot of them probably were three stars, right. but they have, you know, and they recap This is just the senior captains. No, no, no. Like, no. These this guys is, are legit yes. that's why that line just seems so fishy to me. And at a principle, I got to take the points with Indiana. We'll see what happens, but you know the books are going to need. I mean, Chris Andrews today on Veasan.com, sportsbook director at South Point said. Uh, he wrote it up. He said, I opened Bearcats three and a half. Some bettors laid it. One bought it to three. I went to Cincinnati four. They're still betting me three, though I see mostly three and a half at other stores. No Indiana money yet.
3: And I don't think it's coming. So I didn't take the points here. I, I took the money line. Yeah. I just think Cincinnati will find a way to win it. So uh, I didn't want to get caught up in the points, especially with Pennix, who you know I'm really high on. Although he's, they don't have just, the, gotta look, they yeah. don't have the same level of talent they had last year. They still have Fry Fogle. I know, but what feel yours gone? Yeah, like they. It's, it's, so you know, it you,
0: just this this line seems so
3: off. It just seems bizarre. What, what I, do you I, think it should be? Like when you first Cincinnati, like like, like do this after Indiana lost to Iowa. Mm-hmm. What did you think the line would be week three at Indiana? Oh, I thought
0: it would be something like this, but I know the way the public bets, and that doesn't surprise me. There you go, Brandon Peters. Do your thing. I think think anything under a touchdown, the public was going to bet in favor of Cincinnati. Right. And, you know, you look at projections online, people saying three touchdowns. I'm like, I, I would just be careful. Be careful. We know how important this game is to
3: Cincinnati. This is one of their two Super yeah, Bowls. Absolutely, but they've been game planning. It's a, no a regional opponent. No doubt. These this, guys recruit against each other. It's a big, big time life. game. I think Cincinnati wins comfortably, but I'm not going to take a chance. I'm going to play the money line. Be careful. Just be careful,
0: people. I'm going to ride with the Hoosiers. Going to embrace that stink a little bit. That's Sean King. <laughs> I'm Tim Murray. Talk a little NFL on the other embrace side. The Let's go, Illini! Come on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Nightcap.
4: This is the Nightcap on vSEN, the sports betting network.
0: Before you make your next bet be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data this new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better year round check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com dot com alongside two lane green wave great john king go to lane plus the 14 tomorrow at ole miss let's do it i'm tim murray i'm still looking for my gear
3: my two lane gear they're not in the new Greeny. orleans they're, is it, they're not is it in new orleans is that his name they're not in new orleans all right, all right. they get back to new orleans monday
0: i'm all in i'm yeah. all in on the green wave i'm cheering for them get it done they only pack the essentials. Night game tomorrow, right? Yeah. Ooh, boy. Uh, How are you I not going to? it. You need a, You need to get on Derek's jet. Yeah? Yeah, there's too much going on this if I, weekend When I here. go
3: see Tulane play this, so I wanted to be at home. I, I don't want to go to a weight game. I, I'd rather be at home. Check out the schedule.
0: Yeah. Well, who do we a have? Bit, a little bit later on in the season. Got Memphis. Uh, that's, that's Thanksgiving weekend. You got, oh, they're on the road for that one. Oh, November 20th. USF at Tulane. <laughs> I mean. That'll be a massacre. In favor of? Tulane. Come uh, on, man. But you, you guaranteed over three and a half wins. Yeah, but that's not going to be one of the wins. How about this? Things will get freaky October 30th. They
3: got TCU. Bearcats right? no,
0: at Tulane. That October might be the game. 30th. That
3: might be the game. You got to go. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Talk that that to, might be it. Talk to Derek about it. Go down to New Orleans. Yeah. A little, uh, little. They, they, got, they play. No, nah, I can't go. That's a Thursday night. So they play Houston on a Thursday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's your update on Tulane's football schedule. By the way, Josh McCray into the end zone. Brooklyn. I-L-L. Tublin. 10 to 10. Force a fumble. Boom. 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 There's nothing better than forcing a fumble, getting a turnover, and then going 93 yards in eight plays. 38 into... The end zone, Josh McCray,
3: McCray bouncing off all the Maryland Beautiful. defenders. Woo!
0: Ten it's to 10. 10 to ten. We got it at. I got it at eight. You got so, it I had at an eight, eight too. Yeah. Kenny gave it out. I think it was still seven and a half or so. So uh, you know, for for team synergy feels. I hope Maryland wins by six. That yeah, everyone wins. Right, we don't want and, Aaron and in here Aaron's walking happy. around with the
3: pouty face and all we, night. And we yeah. want Maryland
0: to go to a bowl game. You guys
3: it against my team.
0: We want we want Aaron to be able to go to you know the Sun Bowl and right. spend New Year's Eve in
3: in El Paso. When we want him to walk out with his head high, no yeah. matter how close it is to his. Uncle's. And like
0: I said, hopefully he didn't lay it because laying points with your favorite team is not fun. Yeah, like I you talk about Tulane, mm-hmm. but you know. I think, similar comparison to me with Notre Dame, right? I mean, you just almost won a Heisman Trophy there and went 12-0, and 0, and I didn't get into this
3: Notre Dame. You know, same thing. But you went before. You've walked up on the campus. Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah, so it's just like you went there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The small things.
0: <laughs> same thing. You said it. I didn't no, say it's it. a small thing. You said it. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, let's get to a little NFL here. And let's take a look at some bounce-back spots. So we've talked overreaction. How about bounce-back? Take a look at some of the 0-1 teams, right. and will they bounce back? And avoiding an 0-2 start. I want to start with the Buffalo Bills. we got some stats we're going to throw up here. Since 2007, 118 teams have started 0-2. Only 12 have made the playoffs. 11 last year. Great stack, great pull. Zero made the playoffs. So I want to look right at Buffalo heading on the road to take on Miami. Buffalo is a three and a half point favorite at most spots actually dipped down to three. The public thinks this is a clear bounce back spot for the Buffalo Bills.
3: Wouldn't be so sure. Division game. Miami's good, man. This is a tough game. Miami
0: just went on the road to New England. I know Damian Harris fumbled, but they went on the road to New England Mm -hmm. and beat the Patriots. The Bills lost at home to a team that most expect to be mediocre in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they played terribly on uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Sorry, on the offensive side of the ball. So Sean. Is this a clear bounce-back spot for the Buffalo Bills?
3: I think it's a clear spot where they need to bounce back. Will they bounce back, to me, is a completely different question. Mm-hmm. You know, the flaws that were exposed during the uh, Steelers game, specifically the inability to protect Josh Allen consistently, could be something that manifests itself again. I mean, Brian Flores is one of the best defensive minds in the National Football League. This is a team that's riding high. This is a team that could potentially go 2-0 and in the division through the first two weeks. Think about that. I mean, think of... This is...
0: This is a spot where I think the public just assumes that it's it's happening, that the Bills will bounce back. Mm-hmm. I just... I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't either. I definitely think it's road a competitive games, game. Road game laying over a field goal. I would... Yeah. At very least, I would take the points. Yeah. I, this isn't a game I've bet. I have only have two NFL bets. So far, mm-hmm. and that's the Ram. Or excuse me, that's the Colts plus three and a half, and the Vikings plus four and and a and one teams, but this game just seems, like I said, a little fishy. Yeah. This is this kind of fits the fishy category to me because I just I think there's an overwhelming assumption Buffalo they're going to win the AFC East. They're going to go back and be a play, uh, maybe win the Super Bowl. They could, right? They could, but you know what was your takeaway from that game? We didn't talk a ton about this against Pittsburgh. The offense just seems out of sorts.
3: It was surprising that Buffalo couldn't get explosive plays. Like I've always felt like their two running backs are very average, Singletary and um, the other running back in Buffalo. I think they're they're very average, but they do have dynamic, explosive wide receivers, and they have a quarterback that has a big time arm. So. I was expecting them to be someone that could Zach Moss. Zach Moss, that could push the football down the field. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen against Pittsburgh. I mean it didn't. And you know the only reason the game was competitive was because Pittsburgh struggled just as much on offense.
0: Really? Really Illinois. Hey,
3: when you bet bad things they, bad Illinois. Things so
0: by the way, Illinois, I don't know what happened on the cameras here. We got a flag. So, Illinois so just just had a huge turnover. They forced a fumble. Stripped it yep. out, just ripped it out of the running back's hands. In the first play, the cameraman got lost. We didn't even know what was happening. They throw a pick. Yeah. Now that defender is hurt, and there's a flag down. I don't know what's I'm hoping going
3: on. Maryland was size, it was a free play.
0: Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Well, I don't know what's going on with the cameras right now. We have no idea. I'm, so, it's, I'm still more than likely,
3: it's some kind of personal foul on Maryland for some kind of crackback back block. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But I'm hoping it's you have been caught. Call- you have been on top of. Yeah. You Let's have see. been on top of your. Uh, Let's see if your I'm penalties, right or wrong. What personal you. foul. Right back. Told you. Yep. In the return. No.
0: Legal block in the back. So there's multiple. Okay. Good lord. I mean, that's just you. I mean, talk about you. You just scored a touchdown, Illinois. You just scored a touchdown, Sean. Then you get a strip. Bro. In Maryland territory. Oh my goodness! That is horrific. That is horrible. Hey. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's all right. Once again, what we said for for Team Synergy, Maryland can win. Yes. Yep. By, I mean, for us, seven. Hopefully, you guys got in early. But yikes, yeah, Brandon Peters, not not ideal there. All right. So I think overall, Bills Dolphins consensus. It is for me. It's either Dolphins or pass. Okay. Would you would you lay it with the, the Bills on the road? No, I wouldn't either. I, I think that would be. I haven't bet it. I don't. I don't know if I will, but I, I would look Miami. And if you like Miami, I think things are trending towards them. Uh, it's juiced three and a halfs out there. I would try to get if you like Miami. I would get it now. There's a lot of
3: home dogs. I feel this week. I mean, a lot of home dogs. So, I mean, which is appealing. I don't see me. all these teams going on the road and to somebody to no somebody company. who likes pain, as yeah. you would say. You just got to figure out and pick your spots. And I think this is a good spot. What about Indianapolis? I like
0: Indianapolis. So I I played Indianapolis at three and a half. It is still three and a half. I think this is a spot where people saw the Seahawks go into Indianapolis and beat them up pretty good. And then the Rams looked great on Sunday Night Football. I, I think Indianapolis has too much talent. And I, I would say t- I, I did take the points. I think this is a good spot for Indianapolis, a home dog, plus three and a half. I like the Colts here in this spot mm. to cover.
3: Again, I I, I I struggle with this because you're not a Carson. I'm Wentz not a player. Carson Wentz fan. Like, and I don't know so if there many,
0: if there are many out there.
3: <laughs> it was 2110 at the half. I was just trying to pull up the box score in the game against the Seahawks. And may. I'll score seven, six in the second half. I don't know. I, I think this, uh, I still, the jury for me is still, out on Sam Brad, I don't say I'm Brad, I'm in mean, on us. Uh, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see what he does on the road, but I just can't back Carson win.
0: That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray, sweating out Illinois and Maryland, tied at 10, five minutes to go in the third quarter. Let's get into our favorite plays of the weekend. We'll do that next right here on the nightcap.
6: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post
1: Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Go find it now and hit follow.
7: This
4: is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
0: Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to TalentNest. Visit Indeed.com backslash credit. It is the nightcap here on Veasan. Tim Murray, Sean King. Ah, that's always annoying. We're watching yeah. Illinois Maryland right now, ten to ten. Uh, the running back Josh McRae, who is now hurt, which is not good. Not good. And then I that hold—they just called a hold on Illinois. It was away from the play. What are you doing? Stop! Don't do that.
3: He's going the other way. Why are the official watching the ball? <laughs> I remember I told officials that one time. If you, if you were watching the game instead of watching my guy, you would have made that call.
0: I could only imagine what you have said to officials over the years.
3: Comedy, high comedy. <laughs> let's see where this hold happens. Oh, that's a bogus oh, call. Oh,
0: come on. Yeah, that's a bogus call. Get, get the hometown refs. Let's get a little. Let's get a little home cooking. 10 to 10, Illinois and Maryland. Both uh, Sean and I took the points with the Illini. We did. Kenny White, that was his play of the week, his favorite play of the week. Yeah. He gave out a couple other plays. Um, but uh, we took the points. I got. We both got eight uh, on Illinois. Louisville earlier tonight. If you uh, like the dogs, woof, woof. That was that was a woof, woof. Uh, I, That's I, all they deserved, though. <laughs> I mean, the way they won was fascinating. Little Chihuahua. I mean, what, what a game. Um... 42-35 over UCF, big uh, impressive loss win. For UCF and good win for Scott Satterfield. Uh, a lot of people not super high on Scott Satterfield. That opening night performance was pathetic against Ole Miss. So let me ask you this: Going back to your Green Wave, okay. Ole Miss this weekend, 14 point dog. Uh huh. Does that performance from Louisville sway you any way? Uh, when it comes to Ole Miss's defense. No. Because Ole Miss's defense actually
3: looked capable. No. Okay, good.
0: Just checking in. Yeah. Just checking the pulse. Just... Yeah, not at all. Yep. Still steady.
3: It, all, all you saw tonight was Malik Cunningham played like Malik, good Malik Cunningham. And in the Ole Miss game, he played like bad Malik Cunningham for almost two and a half quarters. He played really well tonight. <clears throat> Second half, he played pretty good.
0: Um, I just want to, before we're going to get into a couple other things here, but I... I just wanna kinda I, I've mentioned a couple, but I'll just uh, throw it out there. So this weekend, some of my favorite plays. I've I've got a couple more than this. Okay. Um NFL, Colts plus three and a half. <sighs> You're right? Yes. Colts plus three and a half, Vikings plus four and a half. Colts three and a half. Yep. Okay. Got the got the graphic up here too. Okay. West Virginia at home against Virginia Tech. I like the Hokies there. So another I would say fishy spot. Yeah. Because West Virginia. I think that's an early game, though. A little. as a one-on-one like, one football team. One one it's football an early team. game. Oh, my gosh. Illinois is just committing penalties after penalties. Uh, it, they are a one-on-one football team. Virginia Tech, the lasting impression.
3: Yeah, it's an early game. I like West Virginia because they show up. They're I one of the, the few teams good. that when they play, like at noon Eastern, 9 a.m., Like the crowd is there, yep, and they're into the game. So So
0: I got West Virginia, Georgia Southern, and I'll I'll dive into these a little bit later. Georgia Southern plus fourteen in the first half. They're at Arkansas. They are a triple option team. Okay, their starting quarterback was out the first two games. They got thumped by Florida Atlantic last week. All right, but this is a fade Arkansas spot coming off of the Super Bowl win over Texas. Okay, next week's Texas A and M playing a triple option team. I like the first half there. Florida State. I've talked about that on the show already. I like them in a uh in a nobody wants to bet them spot. And then Memphis, I like too at home. We talked about this one a little yeah. bit yesterday.
3: That's uh Wisconsin. Mississippi State, right? Yeah, they're hosting Mississippi State. You you got FSU at five and a half. Mm-hmm. A good number. We talked about it
0: earlier this week, Man, folks. I'm at five. Okay. Yep. I wrote it up for V at the time of uh when I wrote it up, it was five as well. What do you like about Memphis? I know you said they've been outstanding on offense. Pennigan's good, man. And, mm-hmm. and I just like, it's also a situational spot for Mississippi State. Mississippi State at home. Everybody was on NC State. I actually played Mississippi State last week. I liked that spot against NC State because there was a lot of buzz on mm-hmm. the Wolfpack. They go into Starkville, deafening with the Cowbells, and they play really well. They got good defense. I think this is just a bad spot for them. They're going on the road. You've talked about. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, yeah, the crowd what, will be there. And the crowd shows yeah, they'll up. we'll be fired up. Our friend Scott Seidenberg, who uh, who hosts the Look Ahead after us um, and wrote it up for VEASAN.com. I thought he made some compelling points uh, in regards to Memphis as well. Um, I just And north of a field goal, I like this. I like them a little bit on the money line too. I think there's also the motivation factor. They feel slighted that the Big 12 looked over them. I just think there's a lot of things uh, working in the favor of Memphis here. <clears throat> So I agree. I just think quietly
3: Mississippi, well, yeah. quietly, Mississippi State's won the last four games. Yeah. They no. back to last year. They won their bowl game. So maybe Mike Leach and that system were starting to catch on. I know they were in a dogfight week one against La Tech, but very fortunate. Fortunate to come back,
0: but they got the win. Yeah. Uh they got the win. By the way, I'm watching ESPN right yeah, now. Two lanes, two lanes, in the two lanes building. Tulane yeah. on, on ESPN there. That's right, baby. So we're getting some love. Uh-huh. Um so, there you go. Just uh, we'll, we'll dive back into plays uh, a little bit later on, but uh, just, just felt like throwing us out there. Jared Smith's going to join us top of the hour. Um,
3: it's interesting. I think it's a fascinating game. Memphis I do. and I Mississippi think a, State, I do. I don't think Miss, Memphis is outgunned. Mm-mm. Uh, I, I have they, not seen Mississippi State. That's probably my main issue. I haven't gotten a chance got to watch. They got some
0: guys defensively. Either
3: their first two games. It's funny
0: because you would think leech, you think offense. Their calling card right now is defense. Well, their calling card under Dan Mullen was defense. I mean, they were putting
3: right. dudes into the NFL.
0: Then they got Dak Prescott. And right. Got
3: to up to number, they got to up to number one in the country. But I'll be honest, you couldn't look at Dak Prescott's Mississippi State film and know that he would become the quarterback he is today he's a with fourth the a fourth-round pick. Yeah. I mean, nobody, not many people like, believe he's that He's definitely blossomed as a professional football player. I
0: mean, player. think about that rise. Tony Romo gets hurt. Dak Prescott's a fourth-rounder he steps in in the preseason and he lights it up yeah. and then just continued to tear it up and
3: <clears throat> ended Tony, I mean, he didn't end Tony Romo's career. He was hurt, but they couldn't bench him. It makes you wonder what was Dan Mullen thinking at Mississippi State? because He never allowed him to throw the football like this. He was a running quarterback. That was a QB run system that they had during Mullen's tenure in, in Starkville, Stark sure. Vegas, my, my I should say.
0: I want to go to, a, I mean, there's so many SEC places I, I want to go to a game. <clears throat> I mean, you think about Darkville, Ole Miss, Oxford, yeah. between the hedges down in Georgia. I mean,
3: Tennessee I, when they're good is a phenomenal experience.
0: Death Valley at night is thought to be maybe the best atmosphere yeah. ever. Have yeah. you gone to a game at LSU? Had to. Have
3: yes, absolutely. Have you played? We played. I was gonna yeah. say you played against them. So they played us our first two years when we we were not very good. And <laughs> yeah, then the two years my junior senior year, some kind of way they were off the schedule. I know you guys would have beat them your senior year. Absolutely, my junior too.
0: Um. So, South uh, DraftKings has some uh, props. South Point here, if you're watching in Vegas as well. Uh, who will be the highest scoring team of week two? NFL in, or in, college? In the NFL. Okay. So, let's do NFL highest scoring team. And the favorite is the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, plus 450 to be the highest scoring team. Yeah, they watched
3: the uh, Falcons game, unfortunately.
0: Of week one. <laughs> um, then you have the Browns at plus 750. Browns are hosting the Houston Texans. Chiefs at plus 750. That's interesting. I mean, I guess they're the Chiefs, but still the Chiefs at plus 750. Uh, they are on the road at the Ravens. Seahawks 8-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Seahawks are home to Tennessee. Chargers 9-1. I think that's an interesting one. Chargers 9-1. Now they only scored 20 points last week. Right. But now they're playing Dallas where they're going to have to get up and go. By the way, just, just so for when we when we look at these games, I think it's important to look at where the odds makers expect this game to go. And well, totals matter. Chargers totals 55, spread is three. So you're looking at, um, you know, a predicted score of 29 to 26, mm-hmm. somewhere in that ballpark. Right. Um, so that would lead the Chargers to be one of the highest scoring teams. You look at Tampa Bay, the favorite. Uh, Tampa Bay... At Atlanta, home to Atlanta, total of fifty-one and a half, twelve and a half point favorite. So uh, you're looking at what thirty-five to twenty-four, something like that. I would
3: lean Cardinals at fourteen to one. Ooh, Minnesota, Minnesota gave up twenty-seven to Joe Burrow and that offense. I think the Cardinals are a notch better. I definitely think the Cardinals, Cardinals are better on defense. So the volume will be there. First home game for Arizona this year. Probably be rocking out in Glendale. They'll probably even have the uh, roof open.
0: I like the Vikings in that game. Right. But, I mean, they could still lose. I could win my you bet. Like and you pain. could win your bet.
3: Hey, you like pain. <laughs>
0: I do. Yeah. That is my betting philosophy. I like pain. <laughs> he likes pain. By the way, speaking of pain, onto the fourth quarter. Put up those four fingers. Yes, sir. Let's go. One oh, more. Don't leave me hanging. My ten bad. to ten. Come Illinois. on, Alana. I l l. Come on, Brad Evans. You're there at this game. Bring the good mojo. Let's get it done. I l l. I l. That's all I know. I don't. I don't. Know I don't even else. know that part. On to Jared Smith. He will join us top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on the weekend. It is
5: the nightcap.
7: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
7: This is Uncanny USA.
5: He says, somebody's in the house and I screamed. (laughs)
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
4: Zumo Play.